Coming to you from the middle of the country, a new voice in politics, a show that is breaking away from the two-party system. In the Middle, with your host, Justin Staten. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Happy Thursday to you. Have you guys got your March Madness brackets filled out yet? I got mine done yesterday, and I'm excited. I think I picked, I don't know, it already went to the pool, but I think, I don't I didn't watch hardly any college basketball this year. I watched more uh, ladies NCAA college basketball because, you know, my wife went and played at Cleveland State and Cleveland State women's team had a great season this year and made it to the dance. Uh, So they're going to be playing in the NCAA tournament. And if you got an extra 50 bucks, I'm not, you know, promoting betting, but man, they might be a disruptor. I might put an extra 50 down on Cleveland State's women's basketball team this year in the NCAA women's basketball tournament because I've watched them play and they're they're good they're they're sharp so they're playing Villanova in the first round and we'll see how they do but yeah got my bracket filled out I think I picked Houston and Purdue in the final and I don't know I just guessed but we'll see we do it every every year and and uh last year I almost won my my wife won, and I hate even admitting that, but she did. She she won the whole pool last year, so we're back for a rematch this year, and we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so got that going on. Welcome to the show, everybody. Glad you made it back for another episode. So today, guys, I'm going to be talking to you about wokeism and China, and I know that might seem you know, like, what are the two have in common? Uh, and I'm going to tell you what they have in common. Wokeism, I believe, is a part of Marxist communism talking points or initiative to basically get us to more of a social socialistic or communistic state. And there's a lot of evidence to prove that. And then there's China. And I think China is our biggest geopolitical foe right now and they're not focused on wokeism and or you know policies uh in bedded in wokeism probably because they're already already a communist regime that's probably why they're spending no time on it but the other part is they're they're not spending time on it because they're spending their time on global domination and there are several things that China has done over the last several years. And one big thing here recently um, that proves they're, they're just concentrated on, concentrating on global domination. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. And sorry, I'm actually making a note. That's why I trailed off there because I don't want to forget to talk about this one thing here in a little bit. But stay with me on this one because often I've talked about on the show how I'm against wokeism and woke ideologies. And other than uh, some of the moral decay that I think some of these woke ideologies have and some of the child abuse provisions that I think some of them have, like sexualizing children or doing sexual acts in front of children, I think is literally child abuse. Um, Other than that, I I think that 
you know, I talk often how I'm against it and I'm against it because it has its background in Marxist, communist, socialist um, history and background. And, and I'm going to bring some receipts today. So I'm going to talk you guys through that. So stick around for that. But before we get on to it, and you're not going to want to miss it, like you're really like, for those of you that are like, I don't get the wokeism thing and yada, 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 how that could be communist or socialist or whatever, stick around. You're not going to want to miss this show. Okay. But before we do, guys, share the show. That would mean the world to me. I'm saying that with a big smile on my face. Share the show. Uh, I'm still getting a little bit of shadow band over on Spotify, so it means the world to me if you'd share the show. Go to weinthemiddle.com, weinthemiddle.com. Click on shows up in the upper left, and you'll see two little icons down there. Listen on Apple Podcasts or listen on Spotify. Click those links, copy them, and share those. Share them out on social media. Share them with your friends. It would help get the show out there to more people. It would mean the world to me. It'll it'll pull the show up in the algorithm, and we can get more people in this with us. And I've got right now, I mean, those of you who listen every single day, thank you. You're in this with me, and I know you are. Let's get some more people in this because we don't, we don't have a ton of time. We've got another presidential election coming up. We've got uh, more congressional seats coming up in this next cycle. And we need to build a coalition of freedom-loving, freedom-principle-loving Americans who are tired of the two-party system and the ineptitude. And our Congress and our government robbing us blind. We can't fix this. We, we can fix this. But we got to band together. And I know it's not as sexy to say you're in the middle of things, but I guarantee the vast majority of Americans find themselves in the middle, tired of the bull, you know what, on both sides. So the only way we can start making some definitive changes and getting back on track is if we share the show and get the word out there. So do me a favor, share the show. While you're listening, though, please leave comments leave a rating, leave a review, hit the subscribe button so you never miss a show. And the more subscribers we get, the higher we go up on the search menus. So make sure to hit the subscribe button as well, guys. It would mean the world to me. Without further ado, though, let's, I'm going to take a nice big swig of my piping hot coffee before we get on with the show. And then we're going to do this. Mm, That's good. Oh my gosh. I hope you guys have some piping hot coffee this morning, too. All right. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Okay. So what what got me thinking about this wokeism versus China and how the two are kind of coming together and why I think we should be paying attention? I saw this post on Twitter and and I you know, we've already been watching China you know, trying to grow their global relationships and their geopolitical relationships and their dominance. I mean, they're going into Latin America, Africa, the Middle East. Um, and it's a big deal. Like they are, they are doing what the United States did after World War II. They are trying to become the global superpower. Make no mistake about that. They have, they have said so. 
and they are taking actions to do so. So been watching this for a couple years, been watching China grow and, and, and try to take on this global dominant um, persona, if you will. And then I watch what's going on over here in the United States, and it's just a bunch of wokeism, stupid crap where we're worried about genders and transgenders and you know sexualizing kids and CRT and all this crazy stuff, all of which, and I'm going to show you today, has a basis in Marxist communist theories. So I saw this Twitter piece yesterday. And it, this is what made me say, this is what I want to come out and talk to you guys about today. Because I saw this guy, his name's Doug Ponder. I don't know Doug. I don't even follow him on Twitter. But somehow this popped up in my feed. And he posted this activity that his friend who works at a public university had to do at work. And his post was, hey, a friend of mine who works at a public university sent this to me earlier this week. And it was the first page of the DEI training. His department was being forced, not, it's not voluntary, guys. It's forced to take. And this first page of this DEI training was an exercise that asked which intersectional identities you'd save and which ones you'd leave to die. Now, I'm not making this up. He put a screenshot in this. Okay, so here are the instructions for this activity. And the activity is, is the header of this activity is whom to leave behind. Okay, and here's the exercise. It says, the 12 persons listed below have been selected as passengers on a spaceship for flight to another planet because tomorrow the planet Earth is doomed for destruction. Due to changes in space limitations, it has now been determined that only eight persons may go. Any eight, any of the eight qualify. Your task is to select the eight passengers who will make this trip. Okay, here's the original passenger list, guys. An accountant with a substance abuse problem. A militant African-American medical student. A 33-year-old female Native American manager who, do, who does not speak English. The accountant's wife. Pregnant wife. Sorry. A famous novelist with a physical disability. A 21-year-old female Muslim international student. A Hispanic clergyman who is against homosexuality, a female movie star who was recently the victim of sexual assault, <laughs> a racist armed police officer who has been accused of using excessive force, a gay male professional athlete vegetarian, an Asian orphan 12-year-old boy, or and the last one is a 60-year-old Jewish university administrator. So I don't know if you were keeping count, but that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 people, and you can only pick eight. Four are being left behind. And you've got to pick. You have to pick which one. 
And it just got me like, is this serious? And who came up with the people? Like, this is right down the dividing lines of every, you know, social issue that has ramrodded down our throat every single day in the media. I mean, the accountant was substance abuse. I'm sure that's the white rich dude who, you know, does cocaine every day, right? Can't take him to space. And then his pregnant wife, right? We got to have a physical disability person. We have to have a gay person and a racist police officer and a movie star who's had, you know, been sexually assaulted. Clergyman that's against homosexual. I mean, guys, come on. Come on. I mean, not to mention the premise of it is just stupid. If there was a spaceship that could only take eight people to a new planet and there was 12 of us standing there, are we all going to go, hey, do you have a substance abuse problem? Hey, are you a militant African-American medical student by chance? Do you have a disability? Hey, um, are you gay? Would we really stand there and ask those questions to determine who would get on the ship no. Would we really say, oh, the black guy can't go, the Hispanic guy can't go, the white guy that looks like he just did a line of blow can't go? Come on. That's stupid. The premise alone is stupid. It's an exercise in you trying to choose between virtue signaling or not. And it just got me thinking, like, this is what we're spending our time doing? And I know we are because – Every department in the United States of America has made DEI training a requirement under the Biden administration. That's brand new. You know, we're, we're, we're spending our time talking about DEI, CRT, all this, you know, transgenderism, all, all this crazy crap. When geopolitical foes are out there dominating the world. So anyway... After seeing that, I saw some other tweets where all the liberals on Twitter, and I follow them both, guys. I follow liberals, I follow conservatives, I follow people in the middle, and it's funny to watch their worlds crumble and how they go at each other. It's literally the same level of hate, just 180-degree opposite viewpoints, but it's all the same. It's funny. They use the same talking points, call each other the same names almost, it's hilarious. Uh, the division is working in America. But anyway, I saw some other people saying, well, you know, it's funny. Conservatives can't define woke. What does woke mean? And I was like, you know, it's a fair point. What, what does woke actually mean? So I'm going to do this in two parts. I'm going to give you the definition of woke. I'm going to give you what I believe the definition of woke and wokeism has become. And then I'm going to tell you how I believe it derives from uh, Marxist, communist, socialistic uh, roots. And then I'm going to tell you why we should be paying attention to things like China instead of this garbage and letting it divide us. So woke, what does woke mean? Well, it used to mean back when I was growing up, if we said somebody was woke, I mean, this was a hippy dippy term back in the day. Being woke was being alert to realities around you. It was, it was more hippie-esque. Like our, the hippie kids were like woke, right? 
It was seeing the realities of the universe around you and how our society didn't typically conform to the laws of the universe, right? We had created a society that wasn't always in touch or in line with our spirituality, which is connected to the universe, right? That, that was woke. That was being awake, okay? And I, and I think the, the left and the liberals have adopted wokeism, but they only adopted wokeism because people on the right and, and normal people, and some on the left too, I don't, I don't wanna leave those people out, but like the, the norms, the normies, I guess I'll call them, the people who are like, this is just ri ri ridiculous, started calling people who were quote unquote woke, woke as a joke. Like, oh my God, you're so woke. Because it was absurd. Saying you can change your biological sex back when people started first saying it was absurd. People saying crazy stuff was absurd. So I, I, as a joke, we started calling those people woke. Like, not seriously, facetiously saying they were woke. And, and then it just got adopted by the left. So the new woke is someone who believes, and this is my definition. This is Justin defining the new woke. That, I defined the old woke for you. The new woke is someone who believes in being or acting in a way that is as counter or opposite to cultural or societal norms as possible. Example, saying people can actually change their biology just because they say so. That is as, that's not only counterculture or counter societal norms, it's counter science. So the new definition of woke is, and if you pay attention, People who are being called woke or wokeism or companies who are, you know, pushing out these woke ideologies. It's there. It's everybody that is trying to be or act in ways that are completely counter to our cultural or societal norms, just as far out there as they can go, saying things that don't make sense. That's the new woke. So where does all this come from? Why all of a sudden does it seem, and it, it, it does seem all of a sudden, we've got all this woke, crazy crap. You know, we've got, you know, and people are saying, well, what's the big deal? We've got drag queen shows for children. Why is that a big deal? Because drag queen shows are sexually explicit in nature. Not to mention Totally confusing for a child's mind. When you got a dude dressed up as a woman doing sexually explicit things, that's child abuse. That's why people have a problem with it. It's grooming. That's why I have a problem with it. Because it's sick. It's disgusting. It would be no different than taking your six year old boy into a strip club like an all women strip club that would be child abuse or an all male strip club for that matter 
because it's sexually explicit activity that kids just don't need to be subjugated to at an early age. And that is now being put out there. I, I, I've heard several people, and I'm not going to mention their names. There's some celebrities out there and some, uh, some noteworthy people who have said, "What? I don't understand the problem with this. It's not a First Amendment problem. That's what they want to argue. And the argument is coming from socialist Marxist standpoints. Because, guys, under socialism, Marxism, communism, the First Amendment doesn't matter doesn't exist in that world. But you've got all this craziness going on. And, and people saying it's okay. And, and I'm only using this as an example, the, the drag queen shows, because it's, it's very real right now, and, and you're seeing a lot of coverage on it. The reason it's bad is because not only does it erode our moral and societal and cultural norms, as a society and a country, but it's mentally abusive to children. It just is. Mentally, that's why it's not okay. And for any sicko psychopath out there saying it's okay, you are simply a sicko and a psychopath. Because why would you want to mentally damage a child? Because even though they may smile and act like, okay, you're pretzeling their brain. This is why we don't sexualize children. This is why we let children go out and play in the mud and do it, experience the world without being sexually exploited. And there's been study after study and psychiatrists and psychologists after psychiatrists and psychologists that have proven that Children who are sexualized or sexually abused at a young age do have problems when they become adults. A lot of emotional, mental damage and stress. It's not okay. It is child abuse, which is illegal. You're not allowed to abuse children mentally, physically, or sexually. So for those of you psychos out there saying it's the First Amendment, right? It's not. Because you're violating that child's right. Because they don't get the choice. Their parents are the ones telling them or forcing them to go. And it's absurd. So where does all this come from? Sorry, I went down the rabbit hole a little bit. But I just, that's like one example of wokeism and all the crazy and there's a reason why it's crazy all the time, 24-7, and it seems like our culture and our morality is going backwards. It's on purpose. Why is it on purpose? Well, because that's part of the communist playbook. And how do we know it's a part of the communist playbook? All you have to do, guys, is go read history. And Read the books that these communist Marxist socialists have written. It's all you got to do. It's all you got to do. Go read the communist manifesto. Go read the naked communist. Go read rules for radicals. It's all you got to do. It's all there. It's always 
been there. And you guys all think this is new stuff or new ideologies. It's not. And this is why it's so important to understand why I say when, you're, when you hear CRT, when you hear DEI, when you're hearing all these woke ideologies that are splitting our cultural norms in half, it's by design. It's communist Marxist principles. When you hear me say that, th this is why. This whole show is going to explain why it is and how you need to be cautious and concerned when you're seeing this stuff. Because yes, it's a double whammy. It's a double kick in the, in the nuts. Because not only are you decaying the moral fiber that holds us together, but you're also ushering in socialism and communism by indulging in it and conforming to it. Because it's all there. For example, critical race theory is not new. This, that was a Marxist uh, movement or a movement born in Marxist origin. CRT is a, a derivative of the German Marxist Frankfurt School and Max Horkheimer's 1937 essay titled Traditional and Critical Theory. That's where it began by a Marxist. And then it was adopted and turned into what we now know as CRT, critical race theory. But it has a Marxist origin. BLM's no different. BLM's own founders admitted on a Zoom call that they were trained Marxists. And if you go look at BLM's, and a lot of people got away from BLM, Trust me, America, we all think black lives matter. Every American citizen matters to include black lives, black people, our fellow citizens. Everybody matters here. And a lot of people got away from BLM because if you went to their website and read what they stood for, it was all Marxist communist principles. Which is absurd. And not something we should follow or support. So all of this, guys, has been written. So much so that back, back in 1963, a congressman by the name of Albert Herlong Jr. read 45 goals into the congressional record because they, they knew about the communist Marxist desire to take over America back then, all the way back in the 50s, guys. And in 1963, he said, I'm going to read into the record the 45 goals of communists in America and or communism's goals for America. And these goals were, were gleaned from testimony given to Congress by scholars and from the writings, which I mentioned some of them, of current and former communists. The communists have been talking about infiltrating America, guys, for, for almost 100 years now. And on steroids post-World War II. So it's been going on. And I'm going to read you these goals. And stick with me here. Because when you hear these goals that were read into the congressional record in 1963, your head might spin off its shoulders and your eyes might open up 
and you might see what's actually going on here. But before I do that, let me, let me talk about the difference between socialism, capitalism, and communism, okay? Because what they're trying to do is what they've been trying to do, a slow roll. And it, communism always, the precursor for communism is always socialism. So they've been trying to slow roll socialism so that we can get to communism. Because social, socialism is the bridge between capitalism and communism. The major difference between socialism, socialism and communism is the method of takeover on a country or society. Socialism or progressivism, okay, believes that it can centralize all control of the individual, land, and industry by peaceful but gradual legislation, okay? And we've seen that. So socialism, it's more of a gradual, peaceful transition from capitalism to centralized control, meaning the government makes all the decisions, and then, whereas communism seeks a violent and final confrontation to eliminate all dissension to achieve its utopian goal of a stateless and classless society. And nowhere in, Amer in the world history, I should say, has it worked. There's never been a utopian society that was stateless and classless. It's a mirage. Communism always ends up with a dictator and a ruling class, everyone else are peasants, period. Just pick up a history book, you'll see that. So when you think, if you're one of those people out there thinking, oh, socialism sounds good, Communi communism sounds wonderful, just pick up a history book. There's no such thing as a utopia. It's not gonna happen. The closest thing we have to utopia is capitalism because it, at least under capitalism, we can do what we want. We have the, every individual person has the freedom to be, do, and live however they want. Period. But here's the thing. All of these ideologies, the desire to see, to seize monolithic control of society, okay? That's the goal. Just straight up control of society. Mussolini, for example, you know, termed his totalitarian society as everything, and I'm quoting, he said, everything in the state, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state. Meaning everything belonged to the state, everything there nothing, nothing was allowed to be outside of the state, whether it be ownership, your pledge of allegiance, anything, and nothing against the state. Meaning you couldn't say anything bad about Mussolini or the state. And that's the goal. And how, guys, are we seeing that today? Not allowed to talk bad about the government. I remember when DOD under Biden, when he, the first three months he was in office, came out and said, hey, we're going to root out domestic terrorists in the ranks of the military. You know how, what the category was? Broad. Basically, if you ever said anything negative about the United States government, domestic terrorists, you needed to be removed from the military. 
how quick we forget. That's real. That was a real initiative. And then, of course, they used COVID to get most of those people out. <laughs> that's, that's real. So I want to get to these 45 uh, goals because it's so important, guys. When I read these 45 goals, you're going to crap your pants. And you're going to see what I'm saying. So when you start hearing these woke ideologies, CR, CRT, DEI, all this stuff, guys, and, and, and when I read these goals, you're going to see what's going on in some of the political system, the political parties. You're going to see what's going on in our government. And maybe you'll wake up. The, keep in mind, these were read into the record in 1963. And they were pulled from not only testimony to Congress, but from communist writings of that time. All right, let's get on with it. Number one, number one goal of communist infiltration in the United States, capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. <laughs> Does that happen? Hmm. Two, get control of the schools and teachers associations. Soften the curriculum. Has that happened? Guys, this is straight from the congressional record from 1963. This is, I'm not making this up. Go out and Google it from 1963. Just go out and Google Congressman Albert Herlong. He was a Democrat from Florida, and he read this into the record in 1963. Number three, gain control of all student newspapers. Hmm. Number four, infiltrate the press. Huh. Five, gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and pictures, and by that they meant movies. Six, eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and press. What? Is that not happening right now? Seven, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in the media. Number eight, and I'm just going to keep going, guys, because, yeah, we, we, I got to get through them. Number eight, present homosexuality. Uh, oh, what's that word? Sorry, sorry, present homosexuality degeneracy and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Nine, infiltrate the churches and replace re revealed... Uh, religion with social religion. Peace. Eliminate nine. Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the grounds that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. They pulled that one off since 1963. Ten. Discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate and old-fashioned. Hmm. How often do we hear that? Eleven. Discredit the American founding fathers as selfish aristocrats and racists. <laughs> yep, seen a lot of that. BLM was a big part of that. Maybe not because they cared so much about black lives, but maybe because they were communists. I don't know. Just going out on a limb there. 12, belittle American culture and discourage the teaching of American history. 
13, discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. Ooh. 14, infiltrate and gain control of big business and unions. Seen that. 15, transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to social agencies. Treat all behavioral problems as mental health or social problems. Defund the police, anybody? Who, who was a big proponent of defund the police? Black Lives Matters, the BLM group? Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. 16. Oh, yep, 16. Discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Well, we know that's happened. 17. Emphasize the needs to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. We are seeing a lot of that today. Repeal the Connolly Reservation, allowing the world court jurisdiction over nations and individuals alike. Now, I'll be honest, that one I don't know uh, much about. But uh, yeah, so I'm just going to leave that one there. All right, 18. Uh, let's go on to 19. Uh, do, 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 do. Use student riots to foment public protests against programs or organizations that are under communist attack. The success of these goals from a communist perspective is obvious. Is there any doubt? Oh, sorry, that was a note. <laughs> there, there's my note. Infiltrate the press. We already talked about that. Gain control. Oh, we already talked about that too. Why are these repeating? Or am I going backwards here? Oh, I might be going backwards here. My bad. Oh, here we go. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, the U.S. should accept coexistence as the only alternate alternative to atomic war. The U.S. should be willing to capitulate in preference to engaging in atomic war war man it seems like what's going on today almost develop the illusion that total disarmament by the u.s would be a demonstration of moral strength permit free trade between all nations regardless of communist affiliation and regardless of whether or not items could be used for war man we've done a lot of that over the last 30 years five extend long-term loans to Russia and Soviet satellites. Or satellites meaning like other countries that were Soviet. Provide American aid to all nations regardless of communist domination. Grant recognition of Red China and admission of Red China into the UN. That happened already. Set up East and West Germany as separate state in spite of Khrushchev's promise in 1955 to settle the Germany question by free elections under supervision of the UN. Well, and we had a East and West Germany um, until the Berlin Wall fell. Prolong the, so for those of you that don't know, you know, East and West, there used to be an East and West German. After World War II, you know, the, the United States took over one half because when we invaded Germany to, uh, you know, finish off World War II, uh, we got one half of the city of Berlin, and the Russians got the other half. And we were immediately, you know, the once the war was over, we were kind of adversaries, us and Russia, because they were communists and we were not. 
So to prevent the spread of communism, we didn't want to give them any more territory that the United States had secured. So for those of you that don't know, we had an East and West Germany up until the Berlin Wall fell uh, in the early 1990s. So that's what they're talking about there. And it could have been not that for since 1955. Nine, prolong the conferences to ban atomic tests because the U.S. has agreed to suspend tests as long as negotiation, uh, negotiations are in progress. Ten, allow all Soviet satellite individual representation in the U.N. Eleven, promote the U.N. Or not, sorry, I'm going the other way. So I, so, so if you guys are wondering, I numbered them backwards halfway through the list. So bear with me. Promote the U.N. as the only hope for mankind. If its charter is rewritten, demand that it be set up as a one-world government with its own independent armed forces. Resist any attempt to outlaw the Communist Party. Do away with loyalty oaths. Continue giving Russia access to the U.S. Patent Office. Capture one or both of the political party. Oh, I already said that one. And there, there's the list. So that was long, and I'm, I hope you stuck with me. But when I'm going through that list, when I read the list for the first time and I copied and pasted it over from my show notes, and sorry that I renumbered them and I make mistakes quite a bit. It's a one-man show. Give me a break. But when I was reading over them, I mean, guys, how many, A, half of that stuff has already happened in the last 50, 60, 60 years, and some of it is happening right now. So what's next? Well, if socialism is the slow absorption, the slow roll where they try to change over to socialist, socialistic society through legislation, which we're already seeing that happen. Well, communism is the direct and violent overthrow right now, which is where I think we're going. And what's this got to do with China? Well, while we're being subjugated to Marxist, social, socialist, communist, talking points on a daily basis, China is out taking over the rest of the world. They have made relationships in Latin America, South America, Africa, and now the Middle East, because just recently they signed an energy deal with Saudi Arabia and Iran. Guys, where... Where was our strategic oil reserve? Where did we go fight wars, the Gulf War, Iraq? Yeah, Middle East. And guess who now also has the same energy agreements with the Middle East? China. Now, why did we as the United States want to keep, obviously oil companies wanted to make money and our politicians sold out to those people to make money, but it was a strategic move. Why? So that no matter what happened in the world, we, as America, had plenty of energy. Because without energy, guys, your society ceases to exist. It screeches to a halt. And China just locked in that same strategic asset. They built alliances with China, or I'm sorry, with Russia, Turkey, and it keeps going on and on. They are all working on their own currency backed by gold, the BRIC nations. Look it up. 
So while we're over here in America being distracted with communist Marxist talking points, and guys, if you still don't believe that all this crap is DEI, CRT, all of the wokeism crap is not socialist, Marxist, communistic stuff, just pick up a damn history book. Go read some of the books I mentioned at the top of the show. Go read the Rules for Radicals. Go read the Communist Manifesto. Go read the Naked Communist. Go read this stuff. It is scary how close it resembles <laughs> what's happening right now because that is what's happening. And you're asleep at the wheel. We have all been asleep at the wheel thinking we have this freedom, which we do, but it's slowly been eroded away. Evil does exist. There are people who believe it's much more beneficial to control us than to allow us to live free. You know, we talk about climate change, which I believe is just another Marxist socialist talking point. It's another distraction. It snowed in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, like blizzard, guys. We have just as much chance of going into another ice age as we do all the ice caps melting and raising the oceans to the point where we all drown to death. It's absurd. But yet you get caught up in all the talking points. It's an existential threat. How many times do you hear that word? Existential, existential, over and over about everything an existential threat no the existential threat is the threat from within with all these people pushing marxist communists talking points on us and dividing us amongst race religion sex you name it it's a design to overtake america without firing a shot it's right there in front of us and we should all be concerned. So while we're over here distracted, learning about CRT and, and DEI and, you know, what's the other one? ESG or what? All this crazy climate. Like, guys, you're being fooled. And you're blindly sucking it all up. Why? Because I don't, maybe because things aren't difficult enough in the United States of America. Maybe because too many generations have had it too easy that we sit around, we've got time to sit around and watch Netflix and, and screw off and do nothing with our lives. And if you're not a busy human, you're a miserable human and your brain will find almost anything to keep it occupied, even if that thing is garbage. And maybe we've just had it too easy and it's, we've had it so easy and we've relaxed so much in society because we have had it so easy that we just buy this shit hook, line, and sinker. But we are. It's right in front of us and yet we're, we're still blindly accepting it. And worse, many of you out there will say, this is crazy conspiracy talk because you're brainwashed. Because your brain is so afraid to believe that evil can exist and that there are people with an agenda to take over and control Americans because it benefits them immensely, it will become a haves versus the have-nots. Because it already is. Look how far they've come already. 
and controlling everything in our society. The elitists, the global elitists, the 1%. Actually, it's not even 1%. It's less than half a percent. They're already saying crap out loud and in public. Like, we want to do a great reset. We want a one-world government. We want a one-world digital currency. Why? Because they get to stay in power forever. Why we are the cogs and the wheels that keep them there. And it's right in front of... Guys, freedom is not free. And we've been so damn lazy and we've had it so easy. It just boggles my mind that, you know, you college kids out there talking shit about America like you know something when you've never left your hometown or the campus that you shuffle around on and and use as your pedestal to talk shit from. You have no clue. The reason you're able to talk the shit that you talk about America is because you've never had it hard. You have it too easy. My generation had it too easy. Thankfully, some of us had to go fight endless stupid wars, not because they were important or necessary, but because it taught us not to believe everything we hear or see. Because we saw the news coverage. We, we saw the patriotic news go, let's go fight this war. We were there 10 years after the fact. We saw all the bull crap. We saw how uninspiring and uncool it really is. We saw being uh, us being sold out by our politicians to make sure the industrial war complex and the Halliburtons of the world made billions of dollars. You snowflakes, and yes, you're snowflakes, because you're so sensitive, you melt anytime you get just a little bit of heat or friction, have no idea. And you have it too easy. You have it so easy that you, you can't even debate. You can't even have open dialogue anymore. Because if somebody says something that you just find offensive, then, oh my God, you're going to scream and yell and throw a temper tantrum like kids did back in the day on the floor of Kmarts and Walmarts because their parents didn't know how to be parents. You remember seeing that, kids throwing themselves on the floor and kicking and screaming. That's you guys. That's you now. And you don't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. And it's sad that it is. And the only reason it is is because we've had it too easy and we've had communist, Marxist bullshit shoved down our throats for years. So guys, if you don't think it's real... You're asleep. You're asleep at the wheel. Or you're derelict in your duty as an American citizen. Or worse, you're complicit. Meaning you know it's going on and you like it and it's the way you want things to go. And rather than play games, I'd rather just those who are complicit raise their hand and say, I'm complicit in this. I want communism. I want socialism. We can divide along those lines. I'm, I'm cool doing that. Because at all costs, we need to root out socialism and communism. Because it will destroy and take our freedom away from us. And I'm not okay with that.
So we can divide. If, if you're complicit, just go ahead and raise your hand. Let's keep track of you communists and socialists in our country. And if you're not complicit but just asleep at the wheel, it's okay. You've been lied to. You've been manipulated. We all have. It is okay to say, I was wrong. I was wrong. For years, I believed all this garbage. Or felt like, oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, this is the right way to go. Yeah, let's, let's, let's take on these Marxist socialist comments. I mean, it's right there, guys. A, a congressman had the wherewithal to read these goals into the congressional record in 1963. I mean, it, how many of you, when I was reading some of the things on that list, felt like it was 2023? Because it did. That was in 1963. So if you still think this isn't real, I feel sorry for you. And I hope you come off the ledge. I just, guys, and I'm going to end it here because I do. I got to get to work um, like many of you. Um, but I'm just going to say it again. I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again. I love America. I love Americans. Every American. I don't care where you uh, migrated from or immigrated from. I don't care, you know, what the history was. I care about now. I care about making things better for future generations. I love America. I love freedom. I love the idea of being able to get up every day and go do whatever it is that makes me happy and and prosper in any way that I see fit as long as that prospering does not violate anyone else's rights. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to not be told what you're going to have to do for a job or career because that's what happens in communist societies. Hey, you're going to be a manufacturer. I don't want to work in a minute. Tough. That's your job. That's communism. You know, I love being able to travel the country in the United States as freely and openly as I choose. And if I want to be on the beach on Friday and staring at the Grand Canyon on Saturday, I can. That doesn't happen in communist-controlled societies. You have to get permission to go places under communism and socialism. That's why so many people are freaking out in Canada right now because they're realistically talking about these, these uh, I can't remember what they're calling them. I'm just having a brain fart, but like these, these zones where like you, to, and it's a climate change proposal. Guys, climate change is nothing more than communism. They're, they're trying to make you feel bad about destroying the world because you have a good heart so that they can control you. But anyway, Canada's trying to do like these cities with zones and you can't leave the zone unless you get permission. That's communism. And I just love America and I love freedom too much to see it go to shit. It's worth fighting for. It's worth it. It's worth standing up and taking shots because yes, I've taken some shots so far doing this show and it's fine promise I'm not trying to make this all about me, woo me. I decided to do this and I want to do this and I'm going to keep doing this and I want you to do it with me because it's worth it. 
Our freedoms are worth it. Human freedoms are worth it. The Bill of Rights are worth it. So stop getting distracted by all the garbage while we let our biggest geopolitical foe, who is communist, is why they're not distracted with all the crazy crap that they're infiltrating our country with and all the crazy talking points and funding these crazy social, socialistic communist uh, organizations. It's part of them and, and Russia's design and, and not as much Russia. I'm not you know, pro-Russia. I'm also not against, but I'm not pro. It's like, I think we can get along and all live in this world peacefully. But they've been sending this propaganda in and funding people who are talking about this stuff. And the reason they're not focused on us because they're already communists. They're already communists. So they're like, hey, let's distract these idiot Americans because they, they, don't, know any, they don't know any better. They're dumb. They don't know their own history. They don't know the history of communism and socialism because we don't. Because you're not paying attention. Because you don't care. Because a good night of Netflix is better than understanding your history. It's sad. But we can do better. And I love America. And I'm going to keep fighting the fight. However that looks and wherever it leads. I got to leave it there, guys. I hope that makes sense. We got to pay attention. We got to watch what's going on. We can't keep getting distracted by all this garbage nonsense bullshit. <sighs> but I, I love America. I love you guys. I thank you so much for coming in for another episode. Make sure that if you got something from the show, made you laugh, made you cry, got you fired up, share the show with all your friends and family, post it out on all the social medias. Make sure to also hit the subscribe button. It'd mean the world to me. I got to get to work, but I will be back with you guys again tomorrow morning. I cannot wait till then. But until then, guys, have a great American day and take care.